Umkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the early spring of 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the formation of a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Disheartening Discovery. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she and Brassy Battalion had just destroyed the SCAR base in Stuttgart, defeated Geist, and discovered that this was but one of dozens of SCAR bases worldwide. The full weight of the sheer depth of SCAR's ranks set in as the battalion journeyed home aboard a large cargo ship that plowed its way through the Atlantic. Let's listen in as Dixie tries to fight off despair. Hello, Dixie. Hey, Tommy. What are you doing up so late? I was going to ask you that, actually. I don't know. I like it out here. At AeroQuest Dynamics, we're landlocked out in the desert. I don't get to see the ocean much. I kind of wish I could see it more, you know? There's something really big in the way it makes you feel so small. I think I know what you mean. Nothing makes me more aware of how far away from Nev I am. Nev? That your girl back in England? Yes, it is. I haven't seen her in months now. You're not worried she's going to find another Joe to tangle with, are you? Perhaps a little. How could I not be? Oh, please. Any girl would be glad to have you. You looked in a mirror lately? Well, this morning, when I shaved... Tommy, you're missing the point. You're as handsome as water is wet. And on top of that, you're intelligent, charming, and a gentleman. Any lady would be lucky to have you. Even you? <laughs> nah, Tommy, no offense, but I ain't looking. <laughs> it's just as well. I'm not either. And here I thought you were gonna give me your heart right here on the deck. I couldn't. It's not mine to give. It belongs to Nev. Well, ain't you sweet. You know, I've never travelled by ship before. Not like this, anyway. Yeah, but there was no other way we were going to get the planes back home. Not enough gas to fly, and Lily's plane's gone anyway. Not like we had a whole lot of choice. True enough. So, what's the matter? Couldn't sleep? Huh, Cornelius is muttering something about rhubarb and peaches. <laughs> He's usually pretty quiet, though, muttering in his sleep. He has been the past few nights, anyways. That sleeping area is pretty cramped, though. It's a long trip. I wish I had some canvas. You making a sack? <laughs> no, no, I, I paint. That's what I did back, uh, back before the war. And what I still do. But I'm not reading, anyway. Or trying to catch up on sleep. <laughs> You're always dozing off. I never can sleep easily. Not before I know my Nev is safely asleep back in Blighty. She a night owl? Something like that. Late to bed and late to rise anyway. Perhaps it's foolish of me. But I somehow feel that as long as I'm awake before she falls to sleep, I can be there for her if she needs me. Even if I'm thousands of miles away. A little silly maybe, but sweet as I'll get out. Anyway, I noticed you had left your bunk, so uh, I thought maybe you'd like some conversation. That's mighty nice of you, Tommy. 
I, uh, I can leave you alone if you'd rather. Just look out there, Tommy. Out where? The ocean. At night. Infinite darkness. Unending night. Oh, but it's not. What do you mean? The stars, Dixie. They're everywhere you look. Yes, there is a lot of darkness out there. But it's peppered with shining spots of brilliance, fighting back against the night. Led by the moon. The brightest light of all. Yeah. But the moon ain't always there to lead her stars in the fight. Sometimes she gets worried. Afraid. Sometimes she gets shaken down to her core and seems to disappear for a while. But like clockwork, she always comes right back. It is something the stars count on, and what keeps them going in the meantime. They know the moon will not lead them astray, and will be there when they need her. Good night, Thomas. Good night, Dixie. If sleep finds you, may it be restful and bring you peace. We will find those other bases, Dixie. I know we will. I hope you're right, Tommy. Because there's an awful lot of dark out there. And now, a word from tonight's sponsor, Umket Dental Cream, with a very special offer from the Umket Triplets. <gasps> What's that? The Umket Triplets? Here? Yes, that's right. They'll be here shortly. Why, if Nebulon were here, I imagine something would be said about me being an odiferous ape. I imagine so, yes. And then something along the lines of, uh, if there's any humans Nebulon doesn't mind, they're the Umket Triplets. Do you think? Why, it only seems natural. Well, Nebulon has been sent for repairs, so we are robotless for the evening. Well, hopefully not to the place we sent the first robot. That one never came back. They wrote and told us it was beyond repair. My goodness, no. We've chosen a new robot repair facility, and hopefully they've got their act together. Yes, and we need a ban on that irradiated soy flower in the studios, don't you think? It only seems prudent. You know what else is prudent? I wish you'd tell me. Well, the fact that the Umket triplets have selected Umket dental cream as their mouthpaste of choice. This is important to every one of you mothers out there. Why, yes, it is. We've found that Umket Dental Cream cleans teeth thoroughly and yet so very gently. Yes, without the slightest harm to delicate enamel or irritation to tender gums. And Umket Dental Cream has a delightful, fresh, peppermint flavor that children love. So, Mother, wouldn't it be wise to start your child using Umket Dental Cream? That must be the Umket Triplets. Do you think they would give me an autograph? There's only one way to find out. It's them! It's you! It's us! I'm Sasha. I'm Mishka. And I'm Mishka. And together we're the Umcat Triplets! And you sing! Of course we do! It's the magic of Umcat. Umcat is magical and we're so beautiful. My oh my, that you are indeed! Mothers, here's a wonderful new free gift to thrill your children. A gift that all mothers will want to send for, yes, and right away. It's a brand new cutout book called... A Day with the Triplets. It shows these three adorable Umket triplets in natural color pictures, all ready to cut out and dress. We like fancy clothes. And you know what fun the youngsters will have with these four full pages of cutout costumes. Six to three in all. Our closet is big. There are dresses, coats, shoes, and accessories. And the cover is a reproduction of a beautiful oil painting in full color of the Umket triplets all ready for bed and saying goodnight to Uncle Umket. The cover was painted by famed member of Brassy Battalion, Thomas Galen. 
and it is so lovely, you will want to frame it. Oh, Thomas Galen. He's so handsome. Couldn't you just die? Uncle Unket chose Unket Dental Cream specifically to help keep the Unket triplet smile sparkling and shining to help protect the radiant smiles of these precious girls. And it's working. And that, of course, is one of the many reasons Unket Dental Cream should be your dental cream, too. Yeah, both for your children and to guard the loveliness of your own smile. Now, how to get this wonderful triplets cut out book. Here's all you need to do. Just send the black band from three cases of Unket Dental Cream with your name and address to Uncle Unket, Washington, D.C. Your Unket Triplets cutout book will be mailed to you postage prepaid. Delight your children with this thrilling gift. Featuring Sasha and Mishka and Grishka. Send for it tomorrow. Use Unket Dental Cream. It's just good as it seems. It's good for me, it's good for you, and Thomas Galen uses it too. I approve of this message. Aww. We now return to our program in a deserted field in Germany where the remains of SCAR and Zeta Squad pick up the pieces. <sighs> Zeta Squad? That's right, Zeta Squad. But, but, but all the pilots are dead. Except for me. Yes, yes, except for you. Although I don't see how that possibly matters. I am all that matters. We shall travel the world finding pilots worthy of flying on my wing. On your wing? If they are on your wing, how can they fly? They're not physically on my wing, you ignoramai. Ignore what I? Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. First they're on your wing, then they're not. Make up your mind. I get no respect anywhere. Not with Dixie and those dimwits, not here, not in the end credits. And what's this? He's lost his marbles. Fine, have it your way. Sit around in a field waiting for some magical flash and boom. It's useless. It's all here in the charter. First the boom. No, wait, was it the flash? Yes. First the flash then the boom, and then to the new Scar headquarters we will go, and then everything will be happy and wonderful it's and back ridiculous. to the way it was. ridiculous. So do you have marbles or don't you? I'm bored and I should like to play. <laughs> I'll rebuild Zeta Squad without you. Then we'll see who has marbles and who doesn't. Now that was rude, walking off and taking his marbles with him. Uh, so what do we do now? We wait. Yeah, for the boom and the flash. No, for the flash and the boom. There, look! <laughs> Eventually, Dixie and Brassy Battalion landed back on friendly soil. The remaining five P-47 Thunderbolts were loaded onto special military train cars and shipped back to AeroQuest Dynamics while Dixie and the battalion traveled back via the public rail system, stopping off in Augusta, Georgia, on a certain southern gentleman's peach plantation. Well, here we are. Welcome, my friends, to the Pearson Peach Plantation. I haven't been back here since we met on the day of my first test flight in the new Thunderbolt. Man, Pops, you're loaded. In all my days, I've never seen a mansion so large. I have seen something like this once. Ah, it was when I dreamed of robot heaven. To live alone in a palace so large is befitting only of Stalin himself. Well, land sakes, I'm not alone. Why, here comes Esmeralda now. 
Hello, Mr. Pearson. Dinner is waiting. You have servants? My goodness, Dixie. You didn't think you knew everything about old Cornelius now, did you? Come on inside. You're in for a treat. Well, there's no better pie in all of Richmond County. Making their way inside the extravagant southern mansion, the group seated themselves around an impossibly smooth mahogany table and dined in opulence as the fire roaring in the substantial fireplace spread its warmth through the room. Oh, man. Yes, fine. Nothing Oh, I have never had anything quite like it. It's... it's almost better than boys. Almost. Irinushka made a fine pie, but this is close second. A high compliment if ever I heard one, Benedict. Y'all are so very kind. If you'll excuse me, I'll prepare the rooms for tonight. Of course, dear. Thank you kindly. My pleasure, Mr. Pearson. You look like you're gonna pass out, Joey. You might want to stop eating. No. It's not made with soy flour, is it? Oh, well, are you allergic? No! I'm, uh, watching my figure. I see. So, Corny, listen. You have my full rapt attention, Miss Dixie. Yeah, don't I always. I saw this place from outside before, but, I mean, how can you afford all this? Peaches. Peaches are a good business. But don't tell the apples. Not that again. There's a whiskey over there. Only the finest. Help yourself, son. I wonder if they've got any cherries. I think... I... I I think I have to powder my nose. Can you direct me to the little robot's room? Um, I'm afraid we don't have... Well, you see, there's never been a... Oh, how can I put this delicately? It's just that, you see... You have a garage, don't you? Why, of course. Three of them. That should do. I think the robot here just needs an oil change. I can't help it. I'm no spring chicken anymore. Come on, robot. I'll help you. Now I see why Breidenberg likes you so much. Whoa. Whoa. Hmm. Hi. I think Joey ate himself into a coma. Wouldn't be the first time, what with Esmeralda's cooking being so fine. What's the deal with her anyway? She your maid? Miss Dixie, she's my daughter. What? I didn't know you had any kids. Like I said, my dear, there's plenty about old Cornelius that you don't know. But if you have all of this, this wonderful home, a successful business, a beautiful daughter, why leave it? Why did you come with me when I went back to California before? I'll tell you what, Miss Dixie. You are a good person. A strong person. I admire that. I admire what you do. There is a great evil in this world, I'm sad to say. And it's especially vexing as the world would be a pretty fabulous place without it. But that's neither here nor there. There comes a time when a man realizes he's just been surviving and not living. This is a lot more than just survival. Oh, please don't misunderstand me. I am well off and have lived a blessed life, and I don't for a moment take it for granted. Not anymore. Never have I felt more alive, more like I had a purpose, more like I was finally worthwhile than when fighting the great injustices of the world. When I met you that day out in the fields, your plane shining in the sun, and yet still not able to match that brilliant sparkle in your eyes. Something in me awoke. Yeah, you've been trying to show that to me the entire time I've known you. <laughs> oh, well, I am enamored with you, it's true. 
But more than that, I saw your fire, your spirit. Something I haven't felt since my time flying back during the First World War. Flying is my life. I think I'm more at home in the air than with my feet on the ground. I have no doubt, ma'am. And nothing gives me more pleasure than to follow your lead and help clean up the mess evil folks have made of this world. And still, it's not enough. What are you getting at? Miss Dixie, I've decided to sell the plantation, mansion and all. Esmeralda and I are going to move to California permanently. And I'm going to use my entire fortune to help fund AeroQuest Dynamics in the fight against the Nazis. Bewildering benefactor! This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. Corny, I... I can't believe you do that. It's my pleasure, man. We'll teach those vile oppressors a thing or two. Shannon Gaffney as Frank McGuff. I ain't never not been in an episode for the entire episode before. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. <laughs> Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Nor have I, Mr. McGuff, but I remained unconcerned about this unexpected, unpredictable, unenvisioned turn of events. <laughs> Oh, Withersby, the way you speak was so very easy to emulate when I was impersonating a government officer. Thank you for making my job so easy. Humph. Pete Mylon as Freudenberg. I... I wasn't in this episode either. I don't like this feeling at all. Old. So old. (laughs) How can I be there for Lily if I'm not allowed to be there for Lily? Now you're starting to sound like McGuff. Freudenberg. Yeah, boss? I know what will make you feel better. Oh, yeah, boss. <coughs> oh, really now? Yeah, really. <coughs> John Solzbach is Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. And a one, two, one, two, right in the kissing. Anthony Pacelli as Joey Scalzetti. Hey, it's, it is like Joey's me from the early episodes. <laughs> and now I'm him, see? He's sleeping. And I'm obnoxious. <laughs> Anyone got any feathers? You should lie down, Tommy. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. I miss Nev. There, there, honey. Lie down and everything will be alright. Lily, my lieber. Oh, Friedman. At least here in this crazy crowded place that makes no sense. I can be with you. Oh, honey. Let's make some strudel. I miss kisses too. Perry Whittle as Benedict Adachenko. Look not to me, comrade. I care for you, but not in that way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. Oh, and the way you punch Bill. It's just so manly. <sighs> Catherine Pride as Geist. <laughs> Justin Dobby as Volker. Honestly, have you noticed how much evil laughing Bernie does? It's like her thing now, you know? She's sure to win the Miss Evil Laughter 1942 pageant now. Quiet! Oh, I don't like being the submissive one. I demand a rewrite. Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. Oh, so yeah, now we have to find a new base and everything. It's such a pain. 
David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. I really like the old place anyway. Yeah, the drapes match the carpet. Oh, I don't believe you. What? They did. Alicia Marie Barton as Esmeralda. It has been a pleasure to be here, Mr. Announcer, sir. Good to have you with us. You are cute. Goodness. Um... Julie Goldstein as the robot. Nothing makes me feel better than some genuine umket decomposed dinosaur oil. Excuse me, what are you doing? I was just saying how- Uh Uh-huh, you can't have it both ways, robot. Umket or the battalion, you have to choose. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon. Chocolate cake! Ice cream cake! Cupcakes. Really, I hope old Nebulon is fixed soon. As do I, but at least now we have- Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. We like Umket, yes we do. And if you're smart, then you will too. So smile and do like we do. U-M-K-E-T for you. Ladies. All right, back to bed with you. Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Yeah, so Miss, Mrs, Mrs. Triplets. We're not married. As if. No way! No, I only meant that there was more than one miss, you see? And if I could just get your autographs, I'd be so very delighted I'd probably wet myself! Is he always like this? It's a little creepy. And disconcerting. He just can't help himself. <laughs> this is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as Fearsome Zeta Squadron returns, only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you by Umket Dental Cream. And remember... Send away for a cutout book, peek inside and take a look, just one taste and we got you hooked, Umket Dental Cream. Stay safe, America, and good night. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. Umket Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2007, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.